means it's time for another New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined by my co-host, John DeShazer, and we'll speak a little bit today about the upcoming matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars as the New Orleans Saints will head out to Jacksonville this week. We'll also have a Saints sit-down with Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankins on this week's version of Saints sit-down. J.D.? How you doing, my friend? I feel like we've been running around. I haven't been able to see you much. Uh, that's probably because that's the truth. We've been doing a lot of bouncing around. Uh, we got two teams going now, so hey, it's one of those things. We do what we do. I was about to say Pelican season is, uh, I don't want to say in full swing because it's still preseason, but that doesn't really mean anything for us. It's, it's, it's in full swing. So both teams are going, so that means we're both running around like chickens with our head cut off. But, of course, we have time for the New Orleans Saints podcast. As I mentioned, the New Orleans Saints will head out to Jacksonville this week to take on the 2-3 and three Jacksonville Jagu- Jaguars. It'll be backup versus backup. As we know, Nick Foles uh, was hurt at the beginning of this season, so – in comes Garner Minshew, has, who has kind of become a sensation around the league for his look, his ability to throw the football, and how well he's performing lately in the league. Well, he's a sensation because of the way he's throwing the football. Uh, you can look however you want to look. If you can't play, nobody cares. Right. <laughs> so he, he's playing extremely well. Um, they're going to have a decision. If he, if he keeps playing this way, because they play, paid Nick Foles a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, to come in. So they might have a def- decision to make later on. But right now, uh, he really injected life into that offense. And I don't know how much of it is because, you know, I'm sure a lot of it is because he's a good player. No, let's not downplay that. But two, nobody really had an NFL book on him. So nobody really knew what to expect out of him. And I think he's been able to take advantage of it. Uh, he's got DJ Chark at, at wide receiver, LSU kid. And they've really kind of busted it open offensively. And he's been able to manufacture some things that maybe they thought they weren't going to be able to do. He came in in an emergency situation and has excelled. Uh, Obviously has the respect of that locker room, that fan base. So it's going to be interesting because uh, he's the type quarterback, it seems, that gives any team trouble. He can throw it and he's mobile. If you can buy time in the NFL with these guys rushing you, then you can create a lot of havoc. Did you see that story that he said in one of his press conferences about him breaking his own hand? Trying to. Oh hitting it with a hammer. Gosh. And he I couldn't even I do it. I ain't believing that. I at believe all. it. Look, I don't know. If you I got a hammer it. and you don't and you can't break your hand, that means you ain't trying really hard, okay? <laughs> all right. It doesn't take that much if you've got a hammer and you hit yourself in the hand and you fail to break your hand, that means you're not trying to. Okay, so let's give, <laughs> let's give everyone some backstory in case they didn't hear it. It was my story that I told in the back of Ubers for like two weeks straight because I just thought it was the craziest story ever. So apparently in college, Garner Minshew had a, a good quarterback in front of him and he wanted more eligibility at the quarterback position in college. So he wanted to play more football. So he decided to take it upon himself to get a medical red shirt. So according to the story, he took a bottle of Jack Daniels and a hammer and went up to his dorm room and just beat the crap out of his hand and it hurt him so bad that you know he took another swig of jack and then tried to do it again so there's two attempts to break his hand if there was video accompanying this you would see my head shaking no because i ain't believing (laughs) that i'm gonna call bs on that i'm gonna if gardner Minshew was in my face right now i would tell him Dude, stop that. Stop telling that story. That's not true. You wouldn't nobody could I would. Nobody <laughs> look, if you again, if you try to break your with a hammer, mm. a hammer. You know <laughs> I'm not don't look at me. I'm, I'm never just saying try it. I'm just saying so for people to believe that and nobody to say, you know what? I don't think he's you know look, 
There's nothing wrong with a little embellishment. But when you go this far, I tried to break my hand with a hammer. What kind of hammer was that? You know, a plastic hammer? Because obviously it was not one with the metal on the end that's heavy that you use for nails. Because if you tried it twice, you'd break something if you really wanted to break your hand. I can't wait so, to send this to Jaguars PR. Yeah, they can, ha they can have it. I'm sure, I'm sure in their private moments behind Gardner's back, they're probably saying, yeah, right. Yeah. Because nobody, realistically, nobody. When you think about something like that, man, please. That's that's like me saying, you know what? I walked by the bakery today and I didn't get a donut. And anybody <laughs> looks at me and they're going to be like, yeah, right. So that's that's how I'm taking that. That's how I'm going with that. You'll have to excuse me. I'm trying to <laughs> save you all from the embarrassment of my obnoxiously loud laugh. Oh, that was funny. Okay, so um, though he hasn't had a good relationship with a hammer, uh, he has been having a pretty good relationship with DJ Chark and Leonard Fournette. Uh, he seems to have found the formula that works for him. Um, of course, he did have uh, three fumbles last week, but he had 374 yards and two touchdowns. But he seems to be getting in a little bit of a rhythm with DJ Chark and Leonard Fournette. What do you think is a cause of that? Is it? I, I mean, it wasn't work necessarily in the preseason, but are we kind of seeing a Teddy Bridgewater situation where they're, they've got so many reps in practice that now that they're used to each other? Well, that too. But Chark, I think, was a rookie last year, and he had some rookie growing pains mm. in terms of holding on to the football and catching the football. So a year of maturity helps. Uh, with Leonard Fournette, he needed a passing game to be able to open it up some for him. And with uh, Minshew and Chark having the connection that they have, that allows Leonard Fournette to probably get better looks from a defense now you can you know they, they force defenses to play them a little bit more honestly now if he's going to fumble it three times i guarantee you it's going to be hard to win when the quarterback fumbles three times and certainly the saints have looked at that and when they get close to him they're going to be swatting after the football because mm -hmm. if he's putting it on the ground you're looking to get it but for him to be efficient in the passing game has allowed Leonard Fournette to get some freedom because people were people were talking about Leonard Fournette like he was washed up and it was like wait the dude had a bad season but one he was injured and two that offense was just anemic last year uh, so to finally get in what they consider a professional quarterback now you thought Nick Foles would be the guy pulling the trigger in, in instead of Minshew but to have Minshew out there and operating efficiently that allows Leonard Fournette some running lanes and and hey if the big fella can turn it up field and, and get some steam he's he's hard to tackle and he's hard to catch so uh, the Saints are obviously going to have to, you know, do what they try to do, which is make a team one-dimensional, stop the run, and see if Minshew is the one that can beat them. Again, looking back to last week, uh, switching over to the Jags defense, last week they went up against uh, running back Christian McCaffrey on the Panthers, and obviously we know the kind of game he had. He had a huge run, uh, you know, several touchdowns in that game. And, of course, now the Jags will play against Alvin Kamara in the Saints offense. And right now the Jags, rank last in rushing yards per attempt on defense. So where do you think those issues lie for the Jags defensively? That's hard to say. Um, I hadn't seen a whole lot of them, so I don't know how much turnover there is on that defense. But it's shocking what Christian McCaffrey did to them last week. considering Considering he's the number one threat offensively for Carolina. So you figure, okay, Carolina's got – a guy who was an undrafted rookie playing quarterback, Kevin Allen. And you figure if you're if you're Jacksonville, we're going to just load up the box and make the dude throw the ball. And Kit Christian McCaffrey runs for, you know, almost 200 yards on him and ends up with, I think, 231 yards, you know, from total offense and, you know, a couple of touchdowns. And it, it was embarrassing. So, you know, if you're the Saints, you're looking at that and you are smiling because you're saying, okay, 
you know, we played some teams that have kind of loaded up on us, been dedicated to stopping Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray from running the football. And this looks like it might be a situation where you might be able to have some success running the ball because everybody else has. Now, you say that, and then Jacksonville comes in, loads up the box and says, okay, Teddy Bridgewater, we don't believe you can do it again. Do it another week. Mm -hmm. And Teddy might have to prove it again this week. So we'll see how that works out. But, you know, I don't know exactly what their their issue is with the run game because they've, they you know, a couple of years ago, they had the best defense in the NFL probably. And now they've really just kind of fallen off the table. They still got some guys there who can play, but they're obviously not playing well together. Defensive end for the Jags, Clayus Campbell, spoke earlier in the week and talked about how the Jags defense just simply had to be better. But obviously, we know they're dealing with a lot right now in the Jalen Ramsey situation. Is he playing? Is he not playing? Is he injured? Is he not injured? Uh, reports earlier today came in and said that he's going to attempt to practice. Not really sure if those reports are true, but obviously the proof will be in the pudding on Sunday if he suits up. Great. If not, uh, whatever. But how does that change things for the Saints defense? If I mean, excuse me, not Saints defense, Jags defense if he suits up and if you're on this Jags team how do you move forward from this Ramsey situation well you move forward by by just basically he's not going to play anymore for mm. you. you you can make that assumption the guy says I want out mm. I don't trust management I don't want to be here and I don't know how you can put that guy on the field again so if you're Jacksonville the best thing you can do is erase that from your mind which Hopefully they have erase that from your mind if you get him back that's land yap that's a bonus but you don't bank on having Jalen Ramsey on the field for you again and how it changes that defense is is significant because you got a guy that you can put on the number one receiver for the opposing team and say okay go get him Tiger track him wherever he goes you go and Jalen Ramsey is capable of defending that guy every snap might not have a great day but you know he has more than his share of them so you lose that guy and if you lose a guy like that it can change what you do defensively because now all of a sudden, instead of being able to use that one guy in cover, you might have to put more people in pass defense, which is probably what they're finding. you got to put more guys in coverage because you don't have that shutdown guy. And that makes you might maybe a little bit more vulnerable against the run, which we've seen, obviously, a la Christian McCaffrey running holes through him last week. So that's how it changes the defense. You take away a shutdown guy, and all of a sudden, you take away a guy who can, who can almost – maybe a third of the field, I guess, or something like that, maybe just take it away. And if you're taking away teams' number one receivers and they got to go to the secondary receivers, that's not saying those guys aren't competent. But yeah, if you take away a number one guy, then that can kind of make it a little bit dispiriting for an opponent. Look at what happened with Dallas when Amari Cooper got, basically got taken away uh, mm -hmm. by Marshawn Lattimore. Dallas offensively was pretty anemic in that game, uh, less than 300 yards. Uh, and only one touchdown, only 10 points. So that's the kind of effect that it can have on a team if you don't have a Jalen Ramsey on the field. J.D., before I let you go, I know it's hard to predict these things, but our SeatGeek question is going to be, who is going to be the X factor for both the, the offense and the defense for the Saints? Who is going to be that one guy that steps up for both the offense and the defense? We've seen different people every week. A few weeks ago, it was Von Bell. Last week, Marcus Davenport had two sacks. Marshawn Lattimore has been a lockdown defender for the offense, obviously, Michael Thomas. So who do you think is going to be the X factor for both the Saints' offense and defense? Well, defense, I'm going to go with David Onyemata, defensive tackle, because, you know, he's just – he plays an underrated type game, but he, he gets a lot of pressure, and it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't come up with a sack, sack and a half, because he's a lot stronger than, than people think. He just – 
he gets to the quarterback. He creates a lot of problems in the backfield. So I'm going to say David on Yamada uh, defensively. And offensively, I don't necessarily know if this will be a breakout guy, but, you know, Alvin Kamara has been a little bit quiet the last couple of games. You know, we've seen teams kind of gang up on him, mm-hmm. uh, kind of plan for him. But having seen what Christian McCaffrey was able to do, uh, not just as a runner but as a receiver, I think this is going to be one of those games where, you know, he might have 16 carries for 70 yards or so, but he also might have nine catches for another 90 or so. And I think this is going to be one of those games where Alvin Kamara is going to kind of kind of show up because after what Michael Thomas did uh, to Tampa Bay, Jacksonville is going to say the last guy we're going to let catch 11 passes for 182 yards and a couple of touchdowns is going to be Michael Thomas. We're going to figure out a way to do something about him. So what do you leave vulnerable when you do that? That's probably going to be Alvin Kamara taking advantage of it. So I think I think it's going to be Alvin. All right, J.D., you heard it here first. That was our SeatGeek question. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing, but with SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. That's code GOSAINTS, no spaces, all caps, at checkout. SeatGeek, let's go. All right, that'll do it with uh, JD and I's interview. Let's go ahead and get to our Saints sit-downs with Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankins. All right, first question with Marcus Davenport. If you had a chicken nugget eating contest with anyone in this locker room, who would be your biggest competition and why? Ah, Mario. Mario Edwards. Cause That's Mario, the second person who's chosen him. Mario can eat a lot, so it's, it's simple. All right, top three shows that you enjoy watching, like that stream, so it doesn't necessarily have to be on Netflix. It can be on Hulu or anything else. Top three shows to stream. So finished, uh, okay, okay, we're going to do some anime. My Hero Academia, shout out. Um, American Horror Story. Ooh. That's new. And then What's Euphoria. Your um, uh, my favorite season so far. I like this new season, but Colt, the Colt one and the witches. I like the house. The house, yes, I like Murder House. Murder House. All right, favorite candy bar. If you had to eat one candy bar for the rest of your life, what would it be? Kit Kats. Easy enough. Favorite childhood TV show. Mmm, that's a hard one. I loved uh, Toonami. I don't know. Does, does that count? It's not a TV. It's, it's like a TV program with a lot of anime. Or Okay, Samurai Champloo. So you're a big anime guy. I get the feeling. Big anime. Love anime. Do you like drawing anime? I wish I could draw. Nah, okay. I'm more of a, a story writer. I feel like most of the time, people when people like anime, they like drawing that stuff. But you said you're a story writer, so you kind of like creating your own story. Okay, nice. Uh, favorite vacation location that you've been to? Ooh. I'd have to say... Um, like Kiki Beach. Is there any way anywhere that you have your sights set on that you'd like to go someplace someday? Mm, I've been wanting to go to Utah, Red Mountain. Me too. Yeah. Nice to see something other than buildings and stuff, right? Exactly. All right, top dancer in the locker room. Top dancer. That's a hard one. Um, who dances the most? Or best dancer. Best dancer. Dang, nobody dances. Nobody really did. I'm going to give you a hint as to who other people have said. Yeah. Craig Robertson, Chauncey Garner-Johnson. 
See, that's still a hard one. They don't really. Okay, I'll, I'll pick Craig. I guess Craig will be the unanimous winner. Uh, who do you spend the most time with outside of this locker room? Other than your family and friends. <laughs> uh, Taylor Saworth and Trey Hendrickson. So. All right. Easy enough. All right. Appreciate you, Marcus. Have a good day. Sheldon Rankins, uh, St. Sit Downs. Favorite three Netflix shows of all time? Of all time. Uh, Criminal Minds, Blacklist. Uh, and atypical. That's probably gonna get people a little bit, but atypical. atypical. Uh, it's about a uh, it's about a kid. He's a uh, he's on the spectrum autism. He's just highly functioning. It's just about his life, his family. It's cool. Everybody right. should go watch. All right. Uh, if you had a chicken nugget eating contest and any with anyone in this locker room, who would be your biggest competition? Mario Edwards, for sure. For sure. He's I, looking I, at you crazy. I'm not gonna give you the details on how I know that. But just know, if, if, if that's who I had to have that battle with, it's, it, it'd be him. All right. Fi- favorite uh, candy bar? You got to eat one for the rest of your life. What is it? Favorite, mm, probably Kit Kat. Favorite childhood TV show? Mm. I'm hitting you with a hard-hitting yeah, question. Yeah, you hit me with the, 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 the real deal questions. I got to go with Rocket Power. I got to okay. go with Rocket Power. Wiggity, wiggity, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, favorite vacation location? That's tough. I still ain't seen a lot of places, so I'm going to have to come back to that one. Okay, well, that you've been to? Uh, Bahamas. Bahamas, for sure. All right, top dancer in the locker room? Top dancer. Craig Roberts, for sure. All right, he said himself, too, so I guess we have to go with that. All right, so uh, hobby outside of football. I know you got to dedicate a lot of time and energy to this, but off-season, you know, you're not doing anything. Is it video games? Is it building airplanes? What is it? It's TV shows and food. That's literally all I do. Uh, I'm a big binge watcher, watching Snowfall right now, Power, uh, all all the hot stuff. I'm on it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's literally what I do during my free time during season. And off-season, it just gets magnified. When you're streaming stuff and binge watching, do you have your own Netflix and Hulu and all the streaming services, or do you borrow other people's? Definitely using my mom's <laughs> Netflix. Definitely, you know, so, sorry, mom, still got to, you still got to, that still got to come out your account for now. It's, it's free. It's free. Uh, but no, I, I have my own Hulu, have my own uh, uh, Amazon Prime, but uh, definitely still using her Netflix. I, I hope I can continue to do that. Love you, mom. Appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out to moms. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Well, we have some characters on our Saints defense. That That is for sure. How funny is it that Sheldon Rankins, a professional athlete, still uses his mom's Netflix account? I mean, I can relate to it, but uh, still funny. Um, that'll do it for today's episode of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. On Friday, J.D. will speak with Michael DiRocco from ESPN, who covers the Jags for ESPN.com. You don't want to miss that interview. Uh, And other than that, that will conclude our Wednesday episode. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll catch up with you on Friday.